Welcome to Unscripted Startups. I'm your host Cameron Stack here in the beautiful Silicon Slopes, Utah. This podcast is the place to be to receive actionable insight and advice for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Today I'll be chatting with Bakari Kamaro, who is one of my good friends. We met back in college working at a minimum wage job, and we have been friends ever since. He is currently the audit associate at Tanner LLC, an accounting firm here in Salt Lake. He also received his bachelor's and MBA in accounting at Utah Valley University. And I believe he is a time management pro. He was able to graduate both from the ELC program, which is English learning program, his undergrad and his MBA within a roughly five-year span. So given it takes most people five years to just graduate their undergrad degree, I think this is super impressive. So I wanted to have him come on and talk about some time management tips as well as some other experience in the business industry and how you can apply that to a starting a self-funded business. So thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Cam, thank you for having me here. It's a, such a pleasure for me uh, to be out here with you, kind of share the things that I've actually learned over the course of my life and with the other people. I mean, that's actually following you, and I know, like, the, you're doing an incredible job, and then I'm just happy to spend a good time with you and then the people who are actually listening to us. I feel like you're going to be able to contribute so much valuable insight into how to manage our time better and as well as some accounting tips and stuff. So tell me, when did you first realize you wanted to get involved with accounting? <laughs> That's a great question from you, Cam. I, I really like it. I mean, if I you remember when we first met, um, I told you that I grew up in Mali, West Africa. Yeah. So this is where I went through uh, for middle school and then high school. And then we kind of have like a, a different, I mean, you know, like the school system back there compared to America, especially when you, uh, you get it um, in high school. So you kind of like to choose to be more focused on things that you want to do, right? And uh, I was doing more like math, chemistry, and physics. You know, like in biology, that was like my main, like those were my main subjects when I was in high school. And then when I graduated from high school, came to America, I started going to college, and math, chemistry, and physics were not really fun to me anymore because I didn't really see myself to be in like in a laboratory or like kind of like doing some research and trying to come back like with the new invention or something like that, which is kind of pretty cool. Like I'm not trying to like, like offend anybody or trying to kind of just create any type of degree. But I kind of wanted to be in an environment that's kind of like actually involved in numbers, but at the same time, people. Yeah. You know, I want to be involved with the people all the time. I don't want to be like on my own, just doing my own thing. That's not what I enjoy doing. So I want to be with the people. And I kind of like to give advice to people about like things that I know. And that's one main reason that I was happy to be out here today to share my insight with people because I, I just love people, you know. I just want to like, kind of like share anything that I've kind of learned with the people, you know. And then so I kind of, you know, sat down and I'm like, okay, I like numbers and I want to do something that also involves the people around me and I'm talking to them, right? So that's the reason why I, I was like, I sat down like, okay, what can I do, you know, that involves numbers, but at the same time, people, you know, like giving advice and then helping people to get things done. 
I know there was so many things out there, but accounting was the the first thing that came to my mind because I know like when you're doing accounting, I mean, you learn about accounting rules and people seek you all the time as a counselor, you know, like small businesses and uh, even big companies. And even when you actually, you are actually hired by a company to be a controller or a CFO or something like that, you're like the, the finance guy that people go to because like you are the one who's actually keeping track of all the monies and what's kind of going in and out, like all the inflows and all the outflows. So you are the one watching those. And then the company can really survive without you. Like no matter what the great ideas or anything that they have, if you don't have enough cash on hand and you're not keeping track of your expenses, I mean, you're going to lose in the long run. You're not going to be able to have enough to fund your business. Those are like the main reason that really got me into the accounting numbers and then how to advise people so they can have like a successful business in the long run and be able to maintain their cash flow. It's super excellent. Great that you learned what you liked before like going into a profession that you didn't per se like. And I really feel like business and just personal life, it's really good to find out what you like and what you don't like. So you're able to tailor that business or that side hustle towards something you have a passion for and you can sustain it long term. Because if you're just doing something for the money, because there are a lot of things you could do just for the money, but you're not going to be as passionate about it. And if you don't have some major wins in the beginning, you'll just give up because you're not that passionate about it. Good example of this is the chase to build the airplane, the Wright brothers versus, I do not know what his name is. It was this more well-to-do guy. Everyone was betting on him. He had the finances. He had the press, and everyone thought he was going to win, but he wasn't passionate about building an airplane. So as soon as the, like he hears that they built the first successful plane, he just gives up. He could have said, oh, wow, this is super awesome, and then I'll take advantage of what they learned, and I'll build upon that. But he was like, nah, someone already did it. They stole the glory. I'll just move on to something else. And so, yeah, I feel like it's super important to really know your true self and know what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, I, I think it is. like Just like the, something to just kind of follow up on that a little bit is like the, when you're not actually enjoying what you're doing, I feel like it's a waste of time, uh-huh. you know, because you always looked at it like, oh, okay, this is just another day. I'm just trying to get something done and then move on. And then it doesn't really help you to realize the world around you. You know, like it doesn't help you to understand your surrounding, what you can do better, you know, to get better at what you're doing. It's when you're passionate about it, it's like, oh, okay, so I'm going to do this and I'm going to try to find ways to make it better. Like, there is a book that I read, like, I will say about a month and a half ago or something like that. It is a really good book, and it's called The Go-Giver. And then uh, there is a one thing that's inside it. It's kind of say that it tells – it's a quote, and, like, the it says that your true value is actually determined. is like how well you serve other people, you know. And, and you, you're willing to serve people more than what you're taking in as income. You know, you don't look at the income yet. But you're just looking at how you're serving other people. I mean, how are you making them better? And you really can't do that if you're not passionate about your yeah. job. Because, like, you're doing it for income, like you said, the finances and all those kind of things. You, you're like, okay, if I'm going to serve somebody or if I'm going to do something for you, 
I'm going to make sure the time that I'm putting in, I'm getting the same amount of money, you know, that's going to help me to cover all the expenses that I've actually incurred uh-huh. while serving you. And that's just someone who's just thinking about, oh, I'm just here to get my job done. But someone who's passionate about what he or she is doing, they always try to go extra miles to serve other people. Because it's not just about the money coming into their bank account or to their business. All the things that they've done to make that other person better. And that cannot be done without being passionate about your profession or what you're trying to accomplish in your life. Yeah, I totally agree with that. People who are passionate are a lot zooed their passion about the project. And you can really tell that they love this subject and that they're knowledgeable about it. Whereas some people who are just in it for the money, they're just going to try to extract more than they give. And then people will find out, maybe not right away, but they will see that. And then they'll move on to someone else that either offers it at a cheaper price or offers more value or whatever the case may be. But it's a very short-term relationship if you're just in it for the money. Not saying you want to just do it because you love it. And there's that side of things where people are like, it's like dirty to take money and like, to mention money. So like there's the two extremes, the people who only care about the money and then like the artists and stuff who are like, it's like selling out if I take money. So you have to find an a even balance in the middle. So let's talk a little bit more about time management and how you were successfully able to graduate from the English learning program your undergrad and your MBA in roughly five years. And what what went through your mind while starting to do this and how you planned it out? Because obviously you can't just say, I want to graduate in five years and just hope that happens. I mean, most people, it takes them five years to graduate just their bachelor. Okay, great question, Cam. I mean, it just kind of went so fast. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, did I really do that? Or is that just like somebody else who's actually accomplished those things? But... You know, like the, the number one thing, the cam that I tell people, it's either like the personal life or business or anything. You have to know what you want. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes a, a lot of us kind of like know what we want, but we actually kind of like afraid to go after it uh-huh. and chase it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then if you're afraid to go after what you want, you will never figure out ways that's going to help you to accomplish it. So that was the, f- the first mindset that I had. I come over here and I'm like, okay, I really want to finish my degrees, like all my degrees in five years because I want to be done with schooling in my 20s. That was my goal. I said, uh-huh. I don't want to be going to school while I'm like 30 or 29 uh-huh. or 31. Not like that I'm trying to offend anybody uh-huh. or trying to say, okay, oh, if you're in your 30, go still going to school. Oh, my gosh, you're losing, like, part of your life. You're not going to be able to accomplish it. No, there's so many people who have actually accomplished so many great things in their life when they're, like, in their 60s and 70s. It just it depends on what you want. Yeah, yeah But sure. I wanted to be done with schooling in my 20s so I can have enough time to focus on other things. Because that's my personality. If I was still going to school and then trying to accomplish other things in my life, I don't think I would be able to, to do it, you know. So that's why I was like, okay, I need to finish my schooling in my 20s. If I really want to do that, I don't really want to be spending so many years in school. I got to try to get things done, 
you know, like within five or like the most six years in school. But five was the ideal. That was my goal. So once I had that mindset, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go after it. So I started the English program. And I started asking people, and I'm like, okay, if I want to get things done in five years, that means I have to start college in 2012. Yeah. And I started learning English in January 2012. And the next school year will be August 2012. So I started asking people, and I'm like, is it possible to get through the English program within eight months? Because like January to August – that's eight months, right? Yeah. And if I want to go to the school in the fall semester 2012, I have to start in August, right? So I started asking people, people like me, people who actually went through uh, the English program. You know, you have to be able to identify the people, the right people. Don't just like talking to – I'm not saying that you cannot get advice from anybody, but making sure you're getting advice from the right people. And my population was actually – People who went through the English program like me, it could be anybody. It could be anybody from Africa. It could be anybody from South America or anybody from Asia because we all have to go through the English program. So I started asking people. I'm like, when you came over here, how long did it take you to finish English program? Some people like a year and a half or some people, oh, okay, I I was actually someone who really struggled. So it took me two years to finish the English program. And I asked people, I'm like, is it possible to finish the program, like, within eight months. It can be done, but be able uh, to speak a little bit of English before you come over here. You, know, you have to be able to speak English as a part of your life. And you cannot just start learning English right away and just finish within eight months and then go to college. And I was one of those. I, I didn't speak English growing up. Like, I knew a few words, like people do here in high school. They knew, like, they know a little bit of French words. That was me. I, I knew how to say, hey, good morning, how are you? Or I needed to say, like, the days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, and all this kind of thing, and account a little bit. But I, I did not know how to hold a conversation with you, and I did not know how to read in English. So I was like, is it that possible? But I still had the same mindset. You know, I started asking people, I'm still going to chase what I want. You know, and I will figure out ways that can help me to accomplish that. Then I started doing outside work, outside of my class. Now, all my classes, I just didn't really limit myself what I was learning. You know, I was doing things outside of class so I can get so much more information and then kind of like speed up my training, you know. And I think this is the same thing that can be applied to businesses. You cannot just limit yourself like 40 hours a week or 30 hours a week, I'm just going to have to put that on the side. And then if I spend 30 hours, 40 hours, okay, I'm kind of done. No, you have to go extra mile. So I knew what I wanted at the beginning. And then I started going after it and chase it. And then it kind of helped me in the seeking advice from other people. And I was taking people advice and my mindset, the courage that I had that I wanted to accomplish those things within the time that we just talked about for the five years and then combined them all and then it helped me to curve out my path to what I wanted to be. And it was like the same mindset that I had all the way long. No matter what's going to happen, five years is actually my goal. I'm going to get there. I know it's going to be hard, but it is doable. I was able to kind of like carve out my time and it was not like that I gave up on everything that I was doing. No, I was still clubbing. You know, and I was still going to parties, like birthday parties, and I was still play- I was still playing soccer, like over the weekends, to enjoy myself. Because yeah. 
you don't have to put everything on the side to just like focus on one thing, but you got to know how to prioritize. You know, the goal was five years. Maybe the amount of time that I was spending on soccer and in partings and things smaller compared to the timing that I was spending on my school because that was the goal in five years, right? Mm -hmm. I have the time set. I have the time within five years, and I got to go after that. And then playing soccer and partying can still continue, right? I can still, even now, I still play soccer. Like, you know, it's been like, what, seven years now, but I still play soccer. I still go to birthday parties, and I still go clubbing, and and I'm still having fun. But during that time, finishing school within five years is what I wanted, and that's what I had to prioritize. And this is where, like, maybe 70% of my time was going to. And it didn't really bother me because I'm like, this is like a short-term goal. Yeah. You know, like I'm kind of like trading, kind of like short-term, you know, like discomfort, like for a long-term comfort. Yeah. You know, I was now like spending too much time playing soccer and party, but I was still doing a little bit. I was kind of trading it. And then now, because that short-term goal that I had is already done. And then I'm kind of living in the long-term comfort now. Not say that I'm done with things that I've been doing with my life, but I still have other goals, but... You know, like I said, it was like having the mind, the right mindset, having the timing, what like goal, like, and like when I want to get it done, and go after it, and then seeking advice from people, and then combine them all, and I was able to find, I mean, a better way to manage my time, getting things done, and instilling your life. You brought up so many principles that could be applied to business. Number one, you asked your peers, you asked people who were actually involved in the program, which I feel like is a big flaw with people when they want to start a business. They ask their friends, they ask their parents, they ask their family if it's a good business idea. They don't ask the people who have been in that same situation. They don't ask people who are going to buy it. And talk is cheap. Money is what speaks. Your parents or your friends may say it's a good idea, but until you have their money in your hand, their opinions are essentially worthless because, of course, your family and friends want to support you, want to be nice, but you have to go after the people who actually are going to buy this product and see what they think. And then principle number two is you want to mainly focus on your business or your career or schooling or whatever it is, but you don't want that to be your only source in your life because if you do, you'll burn out. So you have to do things that are fun. I'm not saying you should play video games or watch TV every night of the week, but you have to occasionally do something that you enjoy, do something to relax because you don't want to burn out. And then third principle is to finance. They're like, I'm young. I'll save later or I'll do this later. I just want to have fun now. But it's all about that compound interest, whether it's financial or professional or whatever the case. It's all about doing stuff now. Yes, it is a little bit harder and you don't really want to do it, but it pays off so much more in the future than say, waiting until you're 30 to start a business or waiting until you're 30 to invest because of that compound interest, both in the financial world. Uh, There have been many of studies that have shown that people who invest at age 20 and then stop investing at age 30, 
they have just as much money or more money than the people who start at 30 and then are continuing to contribute throughout their life. So it's all about learning fast and sacrificing short-term wins for long-term success. And I, I think that those are some excellent points you brought up. Tell me about why is prioritizing your responsibilities, and you kind of went over this, but especially in the accounting and finance world, why is it super crucial to prioritize what needs to be done first? To mention, we uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit, um, but I'm going to try to kind of like my best to elaborate it a little bit more. I feel like it's either the accounting, finance, or anything that you do in your life, prioritizing your responsibility is crucial to anything. Because to me, if you're not prioritizing your responsibility and things that need to be done, how are you going to be able to reach to your goal? How are you going to be able to achieve the ultimate success that you're actually looking forward to. Because prioritizing those responsibilities and what need to be done, it's like the path that you're taking toward to the end point, right? Yeah. And it's like you, you're kind of like running a marathon or like you're running like 100-meter dash or something like that. I think the people, like the unit of the end, understand what need to be done at each point in the race. So you cannot, for example, when you're racing a marathon, you cannot just be like running really fast like you're running a 100-meter dash at the very beginning. If you do that, I don't think you're going to really <laughs> be able to finish the marathon. You're going to stop at some point, right? Yeah. But you start, okay, at this point, like that. this is how what I need to be doing at that point during the race. And when we going uphill, I know what I need to be doing. We're going downhill, and I need, I know what I need to be doing. And if you don't do your homework, and if you don't know what your responsibilities are, like throughout the whole race, how are you going to be able to identify what needs to be done at each point of the race? You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's sure. the same thing with your career. You know, it's your business, it's the finance, it's the accounting, it's whatever you're doing. You need to know what needs to be done at each point, you know of your career, which is like the same thing as a race, because your career, your business, it's like a race that you're running, you know, like the, like the ultimate goal is like the end point. This is what you're going through. This is what you're looking to. This is what you're looking forward to. And you got to have to have like the mindset and an understanding of what needs to be done and what needs to be done first. Because if what needs to be done second or third, if you do that first, you're going to screw at the beginning. Yeah. Like we just yeah. mentioned, if you start speeding at the beginning of the marathon, <laughs> at some point, you're going to stop because, yeah. like, you got to save that one at the very end when you're getting closer. And then you see, okay, we're getting close to the end, and you have a couple people behind you. All of you guys are going to be speeding because you know we're just, like, maybe half a mile to be done. But you cannot be doing that at the very beginning of the marathon. And that's the same thing because, like, once you start your business or your career and you start prioritizing things, then you have an idea, okay, this is what I need to be doing right now. Not that I can stop doing everything, but I knew what my priorities were. And I know, like, most of my time and my focus should be on those. Yeah. You know, it's like you're starting a business at the beginning of the business. You got to make sure you have the right idea that you will be pitching to other people. Because if your audience is not really liking what you're doing 
And it's not like an idea that's going to add any value to the society. People are going to turn their back on you, right? But at the beginning, you focus more on getting the idea, being solid, and then you can prove to the people that this is something that will be adding value to the society. And then that's what you got to prioritize at that point because that's what you need to do in order to get to anywhere because you're not going to get any finances or you're not going to get any support if that idea is not solid enough to convince your audience. So that's your first responsibility when you start it, and that applies to everything that you do. You got to understand what you're doing and what needs to be done at that moment, the next stage, or like anything else that you need to be done, like that need to be done in the future. But you got to understand what needs to be done now in order to get to that point. I think that's super brilliant. And don't put the cart before the horse. If you are running a 100-meter dash, then you can sprint, especially like in the Olympics. You see those long-term events, and the person who is up in the front in the beginning of the race is most of the time never the one who's in the front at the end of the race because the person conserved their energy and then made a dash for it. And this can be applied in business is like, you don't want to reveal all your cards at once, you know. That's why companies don't push out all updates at once. It's like little here, little there, because it wouldn't be exciting if they're like, here's all of our features, and now we have nothing for the next five years. Hurdles, failures, struggles you, did you have while going through school and in your professional career? Cam, that's a great question, because like, if you're not really facing like any any hurdle or any struggle throughout your journey, I mean, you should maybe sit step back and ask yourself, am I am I doing the right thing? Because yeah. like, it, no matter what you're trying to do in your life, if you really want to achieve like the, the greatest success or anything that you want, something has to be challenging. So you have to face challenges, and that's a part of life. And I'm not going to say that I didn't face any of them. There are a few things that I've definitely faced throughout the time program, like the finishing uh, the undergrad and also finishing my MBA. One thing that really kind of stood out to me, it's a personal story, but it's kind of like more related to um, my sister's divorce. You know, like the, my sister was kind of going through a hard time and she was living in Indiana. And when I was going to school, like I said, I have my time set and I'm like, I got to be going to school every semester. I don't really care. I'm not going to take any summer break. You know, I'm going to be going to school. We're going to school in fall and spring and summer, you know, and that's the only way for me to finish everything within five years because I cannot be taking like summer break and still be done in in five years. And when things start kind of going bad, like my sister house, like it was like toward the end of 2013 and 2014. And uh, she was kind of living on her own, like with her daughter, and she was three or four at that time. So my parents kind of called me, like, we want you to take a break from school and go stay with your with your sister, you know, because she's kind of alone and then she's kind of going through a tough time and she needed somebody from her family to be around her so she knows that she has support. So we're now living here because my parents are still living in Africa, and she's like, we would love to travel and stay with your sister, but we are working. We got to provide for your school and your other sister's school. So I was like, so I had to have, like, I had family on the side. And at the same time, like, 
okay, if I go see my sister, that means I'm taking spring 2014 off, you know, and that is not going to help me to achieve my goal because I was just thinking about my goal. Uh-huh. I'm like, if I do that, I'm not going to be able to finish school. I, I told my parents, like, I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to think about some stuff, you know, because I, I have some personal stuff that I need to figure out. I was going to say no because I'm like, if I do that, I'm not going to be able to finish school in five years. But I also sat down and think about my sister. And I'm like, she needs help. Maybe at some point in the long run in my life, in my career, she will be doing things for me. And she might remember the thing that I've actually, I've actually give, given up on to go support her. And that's going to help the, like the two of us to help each other in the long run, right? Yeah. So I, you know, I gave up on school and like I just, 2014 off and I went to see my sister and I stayed at her until summer 2014. So I came back, went to school, went to school in the fall and she was still going through the divorce process and then my parent asked me to, again to go like in spring 2015. I was mad. I'm like, this is too much for me. And I'm, I'm losing two semesters now. There's no way that I'll be able to finish in five years. And then I got super mad, but I literally put it on the side I'm like, this is family. Uh-huh. I'm going to go help my sister. And I want to help my sister. So I came back. When I came back May 2015, I had 37 credit left. And then we only had what? Summer 2015 and fall 2015. And I'm like, how's that going to work for me? If I don't finish in 2015, that means I, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to be able to really achieve my goal anymore. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn off everything. I'm going to finish those 37 credits within two semesters. And I did. I don't think it's something that I'm going to do again to push myself to. Because, yeah. like, it was like I took 19 credits in summer and 18 in the following fall. Yeah. But I pretty much gave up on so many things. But things that real actually really add so much value to my life. Oh. It's not that I gave up on, like, hanging out with friends or playing soccer and enjoying myself a little bit. No. But there's so many other things that I cut, like, during that time because I wanted to get that things done within eight months, oh. you know, like, summer and fall. And sometimes you can do the same thing, you know, within the business, right? It's not like you're giving you're giving up on everything. It's just, like, I have this really, really short-term goal. It's not like five years or anything, but super short. But it actually needs the maximum amount of attention that you need. And that was the case for me. So it was kind of hard. I was living in my apartment at 7 in the morning every day, and I wouldn't get home until 11.30 at night because I was still working a part-time job. It was rough. Sometimes on my way, when I'm walking from the campus to school, I'll ask myself, why me? Why did I have to leave my apartment at 7 in the morning and I don't, and I don't get home until like 11.45 or 12 in the morning? It, this doesn't make sense. Like, should I just drop my classes and just be able to have fun? Because like summer is the time that people are doing a lot of things. And I'm taking 19 credit and they're all like upper level classes. Uh-huh. They were all like 3,000 and 4,000 level classes. Should I give up or what did I need to do? I can continue to do that. But the thing is, any time that I tell that to myself, I still have, okay, the goal is to finish in five years. That's your mindset. Yeah. Go after it. Chase it. It's going to end. It's painful now, but it's going to end soon. 
you know, go after it. And then trust me, Cam, going through those two semesters kind of made me like someone else. I feel like anything that you want in life can be achieved because it, pain- it was a painful process. I'm not going to lie. And when I was able to accomplish it, it's like a story for me to inspire other people. And it is a story to inspire myself. To me, if I want to get something done, I will get it done because I'm like, what I went through is harder than what I'm doing now. So I kind of use that story and my time as a skill, as something to motivate me. And that's the same thing for business or anything that you do. You might start your business. It could go wrong for you. You know, like you might not be seeing any improvement at all. You might not be seeing things that you want to see at that moment. You're investing time and then it's you're going after what you want, but it is minimal to get you where you want. But the fact that you're still going after it makes you stronger. Be facing things that's even bigger than the beginning. Yeah. Because you're going to be faced like now that people accept your idea or anything, huge audience looking at you, a bigger population that you're trying to reach out. And that's a bigger burden compared to the very beginning that when you only have three, four, five people knowing what you're doing. So, but going through and then like bear everything, all the painful process that you had to go through will build you stronger. And then whatever comes out in your life in the long run, you're going to face it because you're going to tell yourself. This is something that I went through back in the days, and there's nothing like that that's going to stop me, and I will still go after what I want, and you will get it. I think that's super impressive. I remember chatting with you, and you told me you were taking 18 credits. I thought that was super impressive and incredible because for those who don't know, 18 credits in the summer is like essentially double that because summer is so fast-paced and stuff. So I really have a lot of admiration for how you're able to just push through it. It brings up a lot of key points that can be used in business. First of all, pivoting towards success. You had to take off the summers, so you figured out a new way of working it out. And some people are like, I don't want to stop what I'm doing because it will appear like I'm failing. But sometimes you have to give up what you're working on or tweak it and pivot towards your success because maybe what you're doing right now isn't exactly what you should be doing. Maybe it, it got you in the right area, but maybe there's something else that would be more productive. So I think that's excellent points you brought up. What are some pieces of advice you ever received and that you feel like really impacted your life? So I like to ask out of people, not do everything on your own. That's what a lot of people need to understand. Sometimes the people feel like you need to do it all on your own so you can have the glory to yourself. And you can say, oh, nobody helped me to get to that point. You know, you got to be open. You got to put your pride on the side. And you don't have to look at someone and say, oh, this is someone who only have an associate degree or this is someone who doesn't even have a college degree. Why am I going to get the piece of advice from? Like, you can get advice from anybody around you. And you have to process it in your own domain or what you're doing. So anything that I'm taking from you will be great. Because I see you as someone who can make a difference in the life of other people, including mine. So I'm going to take advice. So over the course of my career, my life, I've taken advices from so many people. But there is one thing that kind of really stood out to me. There is this guy that I work at my firm, and we have this 
morning meeting. So we do that like the once a while every month. But it's trying to kind of bring us together and talk about because like you never know what your employees are going through and you don't know what's going to. So they kind of update us what's going on within the company. But also they talk about things to help people. And then there's that one quote that uh, one of the partners said, and I think it actually from Soren Kierkegaard. But it said like life can only be understood backward, but it must be leaped forward. I heard about this quote. I sat down like, what is he trying to say? And later on, I went to talk to him. I'm like, you kind of need to elaborate that a little bit with me. And he was like, well, the reason why I said it, because sometimes in our life, we tend to be caught up on things that are not really working for us. And that was the case for me. I just wanted to see good things happening all the time, back to back, back to back. I just want to see constant improvement. I just want people to say, oh, yeah, Barker, you're doing a good job. You're impressive. You're doing, you're like, you're phenomenal. I just wanted to see things like that. But stuff like that were not happening for me. I'm like, what is kind of going on? And it's like we tend to be focusing so much on things that are not working for us now that we forget about things that we've accomplished in the past, right? And when you sit down and think about your past, and look at where you come from, it kind of helps you to unlock what is in front of you. Like, wow, I've done a lot. And there's certain things that I kind of apply back then that helped me to go through all the tough time and be where I am today. And when you think about those, you think about skills and things that you've done that you can also use to get better in the future. And since that happened, what happened to me? I started talking to people more again because I thought that I was done. I thought after my degrees, I thought that I was done. And apparently I was not done because the, there was a whole lot to be done. But I did not know how to get there anymore, you know, because I had enough questions asked back then to finish with my degrees. But I did not really know much more anymore how to curve out a new path for myself to get to where I want to be. And then the key was what? Asking people again and figure out what's need to be done. So I forgot about all of those and I got caught up in the moment because I'm like, I'm not seeing those sudden success all the time like I was seeing back then. So talking to him and thinking about this great code, I had to take all the things that I've done again back in the past and then start reperforming the same thing, implementing the same uh, experiment or the same ways that I've done back then. And now I'm asking people more questions again. What needs to be done to get to that point? And I've been reading more books and I've been trying to kind of implement so many things that I've kind of learned from those books and from other people. And what I can say, it's like your business or it's your, you're in accounting, you're in finance or anything that you do in the world. Always make sure like you're not forgetting about things that you've accomplished before and just to be caught up in the moment and just to think about things that are not working for you. Because sometimes the things that you've done in the past can help you to unlock the current situation that you're kind of going through. Some excellent feedback. I like to think of is like no one is an expert in everything, but someone is an expert in something. And no matter who they are, you can always learn something from them. Even if you don't value them as like a super awesome expert, guru, whatever the case may be, no matter what event you attend or person you 
interact with, you can always learn something from. So always try to figure out what is something I can learn from them. Also, it's good to not take everyone's feedback so seriously because some people, especially in the business world, a lot of us have opinions. And it's good to take the knowledgeable feedback and apply that to the business without taking all the personal bias and opinions and filter that out because people can be wrong. You should never listen to people so seriously that you just like give up on your project, but you definitely should take that with a grain of salt and really think, do what they say have some merit and not be applied to my business? But then again, you are running your business and every business is a little bit different. So it's really up to you to make the decision of, am I going to take this feedback or what am I going to do with that? So thanks for sharing all all this insight into your personal life. Do you have any last tips or suggestions you would give to someone starting a small business, whether it's in the accounting sector or if it's just business consulting and general business suggestions that you've seen with throughout your work? Like uh, I said at the very beginning, like no matter what you're doing in life, um, make sure you have the right mindset, you know, like uh, make sure you like what you're doing and you are passionate about what you want to do. You know, don't just think about, oh, everyone is doing business. I want to do business. If you just do that, you're just going to follow the trend. Because if it doesn't work, I'm like, oh, this is something that people are doing. A lot of people failed. I'm not the only one who failed, so I'm fine. No. Be passionate about believing in yourself and believing in your idea. Because if you don't believe in it in the first, and no one's going to believe you. And no one's going to try to support you because even if you go out there, you're not going to have – like you're not going to even be, be able to convince people like to understand what you're trying to do. Because like if you're not confident, not being able to tell them what you're trying to do, they will be like, oh, we're just going to pass on. You got to be able to believe in your idea. You got to be able to believe in what you're doing. And you got to be able to be confident and go out there and talk to people about what you believe in. And then make them believe that this is something that's going to change their life. Because if it's not going to make any difference and it's not going to add any value, people are going to turn their back on you and they're not going to sit and listen to you. And if I sum up everything that I say, it's like just one thing. Believe it in yourself. Don't let people distract you. Don't let people let you feel like insecure and like doubt yourself. Because once you let those outsiders to kind of go through – you're done because you're always going to keep doubting yourself. Just believe it. Go out there and rock it like a rock star. That's all you need to do, no matter what you're trying to accomplish in your life. Well, on that note, I would like to thank you for listening to the show today, and I hope you guys have a fantastic week. 
Don't forget to smash that subscribe button and start downloading each and every episode of our podcast. It only takes than 30 seconds and it means the absolute world to us. I hope you guys have an incredible week and don't forget to live life 1% better each and every day. Until next time, this has been a Unscripted Startups production. Don't forget to check us out online at unscriptedstartups.com or on your favorite social media platform at Unscripted Startups. Startups.